Okay, today's daf is Yivamas daf Yudches, and uh, we're going to talk about a sugya. Can I apologize? The voice is a little uh, scratchy. We're going to talk about a sugya that uh, comes up really later on in the twelfth parak, but it really comes up all over this pesachta, and that is chalitza. <coughs> chalitza. How do we look at chalitza? Uh, it is definitely counted as one of the six hundred and thirteen mitzvos. The question is, uh, is it what we call alum this a mitzvah or a matir? That's the question that's dealt with by many of the Akron. And where does this come up? It comes up right here, because the Gemara here quotes the Mishnah later on. Four brothers, two of them married to two sisters, and the two husbands that married to sisters die, so the other two have to do chalitza na'yibim. The Gemara goes into it and says, do we spell ein zika, ye zika? But the Gemara says, if you do yibim to one, that's a, that's a danger, because maybe the other one's going to die, and she will not have anything done to her. And that will be mavatel mitzvas yibimin. But if you do chalitza to one, so you always could do chalitza to the other one, and that would be okay. Which clearly seems to say that chalitza would be included in the mitzvahs yibmin. Right? That's the, this is one of the rayas that the Achronim bring. The chalitza is not just functional matir in nature, but it also has a mitzvah element. A mitzvah element. So the question is, um, looking through the different sugis and shas, what do we see from the various halachas of, of uh, chalitza? So it's fascinating, just a ha'ara, that the, <coughs> when the Torah uh, mentions that there is a uh, mitzvah of chalitza, it does not mention what the, the function of chalitza is, that after chalitza she could now marry anybody she wants. It just says, if you don't do yibim, you do chalitza. The hetel shuk is not mafurish in the Torah. It sounds like just a ceremony. It's interesting that the Torah doesn't say it, but the Gemara Kedushin of Nafyadalid has a havamina that chalitza can be matter any woman, right? Even you don't need garrison, but uh, any woman. So the question is, where do we look for this, uh, for this discussion? So number one is uh, kfiya. What about forcing? What happens if, right, the classic case, what if uh, um, a man dies and he is 99 years old and she is 97 years old? The brother is 99, she's 97. They have no plans of getting married. They have no plans of having any, ch- or let's say, children. They have no plans. She has no plans of marrying anybody else. Is there a mitzvah of chalitza, even if the yavam and the woman have no plans of having any more children or, or the like? So that is not 100% clear in the Rambam. The Rambam gives off a couple of different uh, impressions, but if you look in this, some Makaris are clear, if you look at the Sefer Kovitz in the back of, of the Frankel Rambam, in, um, in the Sefer Likutim, so he quotes in the Hil- first one, Hilchaz Yibam, quotes from the Sefer Hakovitz, you find it? From the Sefer Hakovitz, mitzvah zaseh zu pashut, dehu kishar mitzvah, kemo shofer, lulav, vidomeyem. This is like any other mitzvah. If they don't want to do anything, if they want to sit, she wants to sit as an aguna, meaning she has no interest. Bezdin forces them. You know why? Because we're going to see, we had it earlier already in the Masechta, but in three days from now, the Gemara uses Yibam in the context of Asi, or Chalitza. And the Gemara says uh, that if you're um, you know, using it in that way, it must be um, that it is not just a matir, but it is a mitzvah. Because uh, if it was just a matir, it wouldn't be uh, enough to be used for asidoch alosase. So that's a very strong formulation by the Sefer HaKovitz. You're going to force, even if they're each 102 and 100 years old, you're going to force them to do chalitza, right? Because it is a mitzvah and not just a, a matir. Who argues with this? The Chacham Svi. The Chacham Svi, you know, the first tshuva, the Chacham Svi, in Simon Aleph, the Chacham has this discussion, 
And he says, what are you talking about? We don't want her to be stuck. Right, we had that Lushan earlier. Right, remember that we had earlier, back on Dav Dalit or so, where the Lushan of the Gemara is that if a Yavama falls to a Mukat Shechin, we don't force her to get married, right? But, there's a Lima there, but it's all about her, says the Chacham Svi. And therefore, if she has no plans of getting uh, remarried, right, so then there's there's no reason. When does best in force? When do we say this kfiyah? By a mitzvah, say that's not dependent on anything. The EF Charlie Potter, we If there's no way to get out of it, lulav and shofar and sukkah. If she wants to stay unmarried, and he's not We don't care. So that's an important chacham tzvi. The chatzab sofer talks about alpi kabbalah. There are ideas of doing chalitza, but. He uh, says, "Alpi nigla, it is not. It is like the chacham tzvi, pure matir, no forcing, like shchita. If I don't want to eat meat, I don't have to eat shchita. If I want to eat meat, then I'm going to have to do shchita. But it would be inherently a a, a matir. So that's number one to area to look at. Kfia, would we would we force? Uh, second discussion. There is a question. What if the yavam and the yavama live in different places? Live in different places. So the Gemara quotes a limud. Who has to go to who? Who has to go to who? The Gemara said, Hedrin and Daflam and Aleph. The Gemara said, Hedrin and Daflam and Aleph. She goes to him. He oleches etzlo lehatira. That's the language of the Gemara, the end of the third parak in Sanhedrin. Why? Based on a Pasuk. Based on a Pasuk. So what does this tell me? What does this tell me? So says the Nitziv in the Hemek She'ela. Well, if it was a mitzvah, right, then why do you need the Pasuk? Of course. Right, I'm sorry, let's say, let's say it this way, it says that it's if. If it's just a matir, then of course it has to be her responsibility because she's the one that has the problem. She has to go to him, right? And therefore, what do you need the pusik for? It would be obvious that she would have to go to him. The fact that there's a pusik must mean that it is a mitzvah, not just a matir, and therefore I would have thought that he has to go and search out or search her out and, and do the... Do the mitzvah, kamash malan. <coughs> that's the that's the other uh, pasuk. Even though it is a mitzvah, still he, she has to go to him. That's how the netziv reads the gemara. That's in the shemek she'ela in kuf nun dalin. Elavada da mitzvah alav. It's like a taitok to be shemachi. Sits as a mitzvah. Alav lerdov acharek. The other kind of mitzvah. Kamash malan. Mikama kama le'am mutal. So that's how the netziv reads. The netziv is a big mitzvah man view. But you might have said exactly the opposite. The fact that the Gemara is Megala, that she has to go to him, maybe that Kuf is teaching me that it's a Matir. Right? That it's if says, if it would be a Matir, of course, what do you need the Pasuk for? No, but maybe that's exactly what the Pasuk is being Megala, that it is a Matir, and that's why it's her responsibility. Okay, good. Other places to look. King, Melech, Chalitzas, Melech. The Mishnah, the beginning of the second parak of Sanhedrin, on Daf Yudches, the Mishnah tells me that a, the, a Machlokas, if the king's brother dies, what happens? And he doesn't have any children. Says the Mishnah that a king, <coughs> he doesn't do chalitza. 
Why doesn't he do chalitza? We'll see. But the Rabbi Yehuda says he's allowed to. He's allowed to do chalitza to his brother's wife. What's the svara? So says the Gemara. Two daf later. Aini, um, can a, um, the king do chalitza? Don't we say a melech can't be mochel on his kavod? Right? So how does the Rabbi Yehuda say that a king could do chalitza? Right? She's going to spit in front of the king? Is that kavodik? Right? On the, again, chalitza is not at him. On the floor in front of him? So ask the Gemara. The Chachamim say the Tarkama says no chalitza. Rabbi Yehuda says if he wants to, he can do chalitza. But isn't that a lack of kavod? Answers the Gemara. Mitzvah shiny. Mitzvah is different. And that's where Rabbi Yehuda would allow it. So maybe this is Gufa the Machlokas Tanoim. How do you view chalitza? Is it a pure matir? And if it's just functional, again, it's counted as one of the 613. But inherently, conceptually, if it's just a, a matir, then maybe we would not allow it for the king to do it because it's a bizayan. But Rabbi Yehuda says, no, there's a mitzvah element also. And therefore, we would say that it is allowed because it's, a, it's, not, it's not a bizayan if it's a mitzvah. There's nothing beneath us if it's a mitzvah. Right, one might say that um, eating a lot of matzah in a small amount of time is a bizayim. But it's not, it's a mitzvah. Chas v'shalom. So mitzvah shiny. So that's in terms of the chalitza of a melech. What about the chalitza of the wife of a melech? So the, the, uh, the Mishnah says that the melech's wife also does not get chalitza done to her. Why not? So Rashi says, quote, Rashi's printed on Yud Tesmabes, because the king's wife can't get remarried to anybody anyway, right? She's uh, she's she's royalty. So because she that's, what's the symbol of the sitting of Rashi? Because he, she can't get remarried anyway. So what's the purpose of doing chalitza? Chalitza is just about allowing her to get remarried, and therefore if she's not getting remarried anyway, then there's no reason to do that. If you look at the Rishashi, the Rishashi says, I don't know what Rashi's talking about. Chalitza is a mitzvah. So what if she doesn't want to get remarried? Chalitza is a mitzvah. Where does Rashi get this from? I like the Rambam, says the Rishash. If you look at the Rambam, the Rambam in Ilchaz does not give a reason of, of um, why you don't do chalitza because uh, asurli nasi. The Rambam says, you know why you, do, you don't do chalitza? Because you can't do yibam. And as the Gemara already said once on Dav Gimel, yibam and chalitza always go together, those possibilities. If you can't do one, you can't do the other, says the Rambam. Right, it's a tragic case, but she can never get remarried if she doesn't do chalitza because chalitza is connected to Yibam. Maybe this goof is the machlokas between Rashi and the Rambam about whether chalitza, mitzvah, or, or matir. Another discussion, fascinating question. What about onenes? What when she is in Onenis, so she's obviously her husband died, but she's not doing it right then. We usually wait a few months. But let's say some other relative. Can a woman do chalitza <coughs> or a man when they are in Onen? So the Maharit, the Maharit in Evan Ezra and Simitev Zion discusses this. He says no. He says no, no chalitza. Why? Says the Maharit. As the language of the Mishnah, we didn't pick up on this, the language of the Mishnah in Bechorah says, Mitzvah's Chalitza and Mitzvah's Yibam. Mitzvah's Yibam, Kodil, Mitzvah's Chalitza. What's the name of the 12th parak in Yivamas? 
mitzvah's chalitza. So the language of chazal, they use, they use the lashon of mitzvah, but the Maharit is saying it's even in halachic terms, right? Onain pater mikala mitzvah. An amazing application. You know why you can't do chalitza? Because it's a mitzvah. And an onain is pater mikala mitzvah. So we pass not only pater mikala mitzvah, but mufka from all mitzvahs. And therefore, can't do it. Number one. Number two. Number one. Number two, also, he says, because, oh, I skipped, the, that was the second one, the first one. Wow. She has to have proper kavana of what the chalitza is going to accomplish. And when she's an onenes, she can't have proper kavana. So, you might say that Mitzvah Sricha's kavana, but that it's ma'akev, <coughs> this, uh, this idea, she would do it without, uh, like, like Yibum, Yibum doesn't require kavana. But, uh, but Chalitza require kavana, that's a Chiddush. That's a Chiddush Gadol. But his other point is what's related for us, and that is, he calls it a Mitzvah, and therefore an Onen, is Pater from all the Mitzvahs. That same Shuvah, the Chacham Tzvi, Lishi Taso, just like he said you don't force Chalitza because it's just a Matir, he says there also, she should do it, she could do it. Right? It's not a pure mitzvah. It's not a pure mitzvah. It's a matir. If the ma'arit was right, then there should never be a zika. Right? Because right when the husband dies, she's an onana, so she can't do yibam at that moment. Yibam or chalitza. So the Chacham uh, Svi argues on, on that as well. Um, good. What else can we talk about? There is a discussion of lechatchila and bidi eved. Right? An important yisod. The Mishnah tells us later on, Adaf Kuvdalid, put two things together. The Mishnah Daf Kavdal tells us that there is a lechachila way of doing chalitza and a b'diavad way of doing chalitza. There are three parts of chalitza, right? There is rikika, chalitza, and kriyas Hashem. Taking off of the shoe, that's chalitza. Rikika, she spits on the floor in front of him. And number three, kriyas psukim. Kriyas psukim. When I say kriyas psukim, kriyas psukim. That the, um, the people around call the psukim chalutzanal. So the, Gemara, the Mishnah says, chalitza is for sure ma'akev. According to everybody, you have to do it. If you don't do the chalitza, then it wasn't done. Kriyas psukim is for sure not ma'akev. Rekika is a machlokas. Chaltz of a kara chalitza sakshera. If the psukim are in red, kara v'rakaka v'lo chaltzal chalitza sapsula. Chaltz of a kara v'lo rakika. If he left out the spitting, machlokas. Fine, but according to everybody, there is a lechadchila way of doing the chalitza, for sure, with the kriyas atzukim. And maybe according to uh, Rabbi Akiva, even the, even the rikika. But if you look in Nida, Daf Samach Vav, there Tosis discusses, there Tosis discusses, Vim Tomar, we know by Tevila, by Tevila, there is no lechadchila of keeping one's mouth open when one goes to the mikvah. Right? I'm not allowed to have a chatzitza, an interposition inside my mouth, but there's no lechadchila to have the water touch the inside of my mouth. You just need what's called ro'il biasmayim. Right? Not biasmayim. So, astosis, why isn't there a lechadchila? For the water to touch every part of your body, even beisastarim. Right? Why is there not even a lechadchila? Amay lo bina biasmayim lechadchila beisastarim Kemo, like other areas of halacha, which require lechadchila, bila vikriya bachalitza ubevikurim, says Tosfos he is sod gadol, sod gadol in many sugyos. Says Tosfos, there's never a lechadchila and b'di eved by a matir, 
only by a mitzvah. By a mitzvah, you could have the lecharchila way of doing it and the bidiyavid way of doing it. But a matir either works or doesn't work. This is what you have to do to be matir. So if you do it, great. If you don't do it, it doesn't work. You would never have a lecharchila bidiyavid way. So by tevila, by the water, tevila is a matir. So there can't be a lecharchila way of doing tevila and a bidiyavid way of doing tevila. This is just the way to do it. So what, what does that clearly say? Chalitza is a, is a mitzvah. Because chalitza has a lecharchila way of doing it. And therefore, tosos, put those, those tosos together with the mission in uh, Yavamis, that would sound like it is a, it is a lecharchila. The ain't svara gabi tvila shlok pita Torah elishi taradam. The ain lomer de lecharchila liboy. Kiva de bidyevet Torah lecharchila nami loboy lovetala tvila. Avobila umikrabikurim ve chalitza mitzvos nenu. Mitzvos. Hilkach lecharchila levid. So that's another important area to look at lecharchila and and uh, and b'diavad. So the uh, again. So what have we had so far? We've had um, kefia. We had king. We had wife of a king. Uh, we had onenes. We had lecharchila and b'diavad. One other. And we'll try to squeeze in one other, one or two others. There's a Rashi in Sanhedrin. Rashi on the first daf in Sanhedrin. <coughs> Rashi tells us that Miun has to be done in front of three. Miun is the topic of the 13th parak of Yavamas. Remember, if a father dies and mother and brother marry off the um, child, so then that's Kiddushi Miun. They're married on a Durabanan level. Miun. If she wants out, she can just walk out. Right? She doesn't need to get Miun. So how do you know that Miun needs three? How do you know that Miun has to be done in front of a bezin of three? So to- the Rashi says... Sanhedrin Dapes, well, called a tikkun rabbanon, ke'en da'araisa tikkun. Miyun d'arabanon is patterned after the din da'araisa that needs three. And just like the din da'araisa needs three, so too miyun needs three. What din da'araisa are we talking about? What needs three? What's the din da'araisa here? So there is um, a famous B'no de Yehuda. The B'no de Yehuda says, Gerishin. Gerishin needs three. Where is that say that anywhere in Shas that you have to do you have to get divorced in front of a Bezdin? You have to get for, divorced in front of Aden. Divorced in front of a Bezdin, that's a good kasha. Right? That but that's the Nodbihuda. Nodbihuda says that's the Rashi. The Rashi here is Gerishin. It's a huge Kiddush that a get needs a Bezdin. If you look in the Rishash here and others, the Maram Shif, no. Chalitza. What is me and patterned after? Conceptually it could be like one or the other. It's patterned after Chalitza. Meaning linking miun to chalitza, and just like chalitza needs three a bezdin, so too uh, miun needs three. So if you link that, if you're linking chalitza to miun, so then again that would point in the direction that chalitza is more of a matir. Miun is not a mitzvah; it's just a matir to allow her to to get out of the marriage, to walk away from the marriage, and that would also. Connect. It doesn't, the two rishashes don't work out so perfectly because the rishash later on, Adaf Yilches Yutes argued on the Rashi and said it's a mitzvah. It's a mitzvah. How can you say it's just a matir? And here he's linking it to chalitza, which would be a matir, but it's not impossible. Not impossible to uh, to put those two to uh, together. <laughs> there is one other uh, point to mention. Uh, that, that, again, we don't have to do through the details, but Tosfos here on Daf Kuf Gimel. Kuf Dalid talks about the sugya of sandal of avodizara. Are you allowed to use a sandal, a sandal of avodizara for chalitza? And Tosa says today is whether you could use it 
whether you maybe you can't even use it even after the guy was mavatel it as a vodazara because of mius because it's disgusting to use. So again, if it's just a matir, then you're just functional, just allowing this woman to get remarried. So why would you say there's an issue of mius? But if you say it has a mitzvah element, so then you could say maybe that's why it has a, a idea of mius also, and that's what Tosas quotes that one shouldn't use it because of that. So again, that's two days and Tosas here on Daf Kufdal of this big Tosas that goes starts on on Kuf Gimel. Either way, these are a number of the sugyas which we'll have to come back to later in the Masechta, having to do with chalitza mitzvah matir. But it starts with our sugya, where the our sugya clearly says that doing chalitza is included in mitzvahs. Yibmin. That's here on Daf Yudches Ahmed Aleph. Okay, we'll stop here and thank you for bearing with my bearing with my voice. Okay, we'll stop here.